I just read about a guy worth $10.2 billion who made his money selling cars, food, and radio ads. He's got no investors, no tech, and there are no signs of slowing down, even at the age of 94. I am talking about Jimmy Pattison. Jimmy, as he likes to be called by his friends. And I'm going to tell you about him today. That's coming up in one second before we get to it. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave a rating and a review. Show your friend JD some love and get on my email list. I drop a weekly email every Saturday. You can get on at johndavids.com. And while you're there, check me out on social. And now let's get to the show. You're listening to Making It with John Davids. All right, guys, today I'm going to talk about Jim Pattison, Jimmy to his friends. So this guy founded Jim Pattison Group back in 1961. It's JPG for short. He convinced a banker early on to loan him $40,000 to buy a car dealership. He had a background selling cars from when he was very young, working in dealerships. He understood both the the leasing business and the sales business. So $40,000 loan, and that was not easy. He had to sell his house and his life insurance policy to get enough cash to do it. So this guy was bootstrapped to the 10th degree. And then what happened was he just kept on buying and building businesses for 62 years. And to this day, he still owns 100% of Jim Pattison Group. That gives him a net worth personally of $10.2 billion. Now, I'm going to tell you about his playbook through a series of stories so you can understand how he's doing this. All right. So first thing we're going to talk about is synergies. And JPG, Jimmy, is really, really good at finding synergies. So a few years after he opens his car dealerships, he's realizing that he's spending a lot of money on radio ads to get customers. So what he does instead of just buying the radio ads is he takes some of his car profits and he diversifies into buying radio stations. Because after all, why just buy the airtime when you can own the whole damn business? And then... He started with buying one station and he bought a second and a third and a fourth. And before you know it, he owns a whole bunch of stations. And then he starts buying billboards out of home advertising. And before long, he's got a media behemoth. Fast forward to today and Pattison Media operates in hundreds of markets with thousands of employees. And it itself is a very big company. Now, it's interesting. I spoke to Jimmy back in 2020, and I got a bunch of insights here. So check this out. The reason he started buying radio stations, I I just told you it's because he thought to himself, why should I advertise when I can buy the whole station? But here's the other thing. He was making lots of money on the car dealerships. His profits were getting pretty good after 10, 15 years. And what he started to realize was that he couldn't expand fast enough. The problem with car dealerships is you can't really buy too many. Even today, I'm pretty sure JPG only owns like 27 car dealerships. They've expanded obviously a lot since those early days in the 60s. But you can't buy a lot of dealerships because the dealers will only allow you, the manufacturers will only allow you to put a dealership in a market so many times. You can't have 
25 GM dealerships and 25 Ford dealerships down the street from each other. So there's a limited number that can go into the market. They don't come along very often. And really, they only come along when a family that owns them wants to get out of that business. So you can buy it from an existing dealer. But because he couldn't expand fast enough, that's why he wanted to diversify and radio made a lot of sense. How do you get customers into your car dealership? You advertise on the radio. And what else do you do? You advertise on billboards, right? You're driving on the highway and you see a billboard for Jimmy Pattison Chevrolet or whatever that dealership is called. And so that's why billboards made a lot of logical sense. And this is one of those great examples. It's not a lot different from Amazon with Amazon Web Services. When they realize they have a whole bunch of servers to power their own .com website, they say, why don't we just sell the excess capacity to somebody else, turn a cost center into a profit center? That's exactly what Jim Pattison did. He said, airtime and billboards are a cost center. Let's turn it into a profit center. And it ended up being a very big business. Let's talk a little more about diversification and growth. In 1968, Jimmy gets a phone call from a guy who wants to sell him a grocery store. He doesn't know anything about the food business, all right? Jimmy is not a food guy, but he does know retail and he understands the customer. And he figures he can turn this little failing chain into something much bigger. It was called Overweighty. It's still, he's still got the chain. He's got a lot of other stuff too. And it turns out that Jimmy Pattison was very, very good at the food business. Today, JPG's food group employs over 30,000 people. And speaking of people, that is very, very much where Jimmy's success comes from. He knows how to find them. He knows how to pick them. He knows how to keep them. Jimmy attributes most of his success to one thing, people, 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 people. Like I said, he's got about 48,000 employees total at this point across all of his companies and decisions get made at the ground level. He is not making decisions at HQ and telling other people how to do their jobs. He's giving autonomy down the line so that managers are able to hire other managers and so on and so forth, and they can get the job done. In fact, he talked to about this, the fact that how do you know how to hire people down the line? 48,000, so a lot of employees. Yeah, but the CEO is hiring one or two people, then they're hiring a whole bunch of people under them, then they're hiring people under them. So the 48,000 people, most of whom are going to be at the ground level. It's not that you have to have an understanding of those people. You trust the person directly under you to do their job. You let them do their job. And that's how you scale to this level. Quick break while I tell you about DemandScope. This is my new agency where we help you blow up your social media so you can blow up your income. DemandScope works with entrepreneurs and business owners to develop their personal brands across LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and beyond. Using the power of personal brand building to drive your business forward in a big way. It's time to turn your social media feed into a customer acquisition engine. Learn more at demandscope.co. That's demandscope.co. All right, but Jimmy is not all success. And the motto here, don't make a bet that you can't afford to lose. It hasn't all been success for Jimmy. He's tried tech investments. He's tried manufacturing. He said he lost his shirt on tech and, and he didn't do really well on manufacturing either. But Here's the deal. If you're going to make an investment, you got to make sure you have an off-ramp. What's the worst case scenario? And if that were to happen, what would we do about it? And as long as you have an off-ramp and as long as you know that you can have a failure and it's not going to take down the whole, the whole machine, that's okay. 
Things can go south and you can cut your losses. And that's exactly what Jimmy Patterson has done. When things don't go well, he cuts his losses. And that's how you hang around for 62 years. All right, let's talk about playing the long game. 62 years, a long time to be in business. He's 94 years old and Jimmy is still hard at work. I had a Zoom call with him back in 2020 and even during the pandemic, he was in the office every single day. Every single day because he wanted to be in the office, not because he had to be, because he wanted to be. And this timeline might seem trivial, but it's actually the most important part. See, here's the deal. Think about the power of compounding growth. This guy could have sold his company 30 years ago and retired as a very rich man in his 60s, but instead, he kept reinvesting, he kept building, and what's the payoff? $10.2 billion. That's a hell of a payoff. I'll tell you something kind of funny. I posted this story on LinkedIn, and I got a whole bunch of comments, and one of the funny comments about the money, about the compounding growth, is that if you do the math, and somebody actually did this math, check this out. This is Jason Del Vicario, and he posted this. He said, thanks for sharing, John. So if you took $50,000, like I said, Jimmy started with $40,000. Let's just say 50 because it's a better number. It's easier. And you wanted to grow $50,000 into $10 billion over 62 years. The CAGR compounded annual growth rate is about 21.5%. So using rough figures... And you realize, of course, that it was $40,000 that was borrowed. And of course, this it wasn't even his $40,000. It was a borrowed $40,000. 21.5% compounded over 62 years turns $50,000 into $10 billion. So a lot of people would sit there and wonder, oh my God, $10 billion is such a huge number. And it is a huge number. But over 62 years, <laughs> turning $50,000 into $10 billion is only... 21.5% annual growth year over year. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Let me get into a few of the other LinkedIn comments because there was so much good stuff here that I got to address. I got to talk about with you guys. So somebody else in the comment, Connor says, great content. Thanks for sharing, John. I find it interesting though, that he kept pushing after making 10 million, 20 million, 30 million. What is the point? All right. So I got to clear something up. There was a lot of people that were talking about the money. There's two arguments. There's who needs that kind of money, number one, and then why would you keep working if you already had that kind of money? So let me take the first one. Who needs $10.2 billion? Let me just make something very clear. When you have a net worth of $10.2 billion, and if you're watching this on YouTube, you see I'm using quotes, I'm using uh, air quotes, you don't actually have $10.2 billion. It means the value of your stock in your company, in this case, a private company, would be worth $10.2 billion. You take the earnings per year, you give it a, a decent multiple, and then that's how you get earnings per share, and, and there's, your, there's your net worth. But here's the deal. That $10.2 billion, when you've got 48,000 employees and you got to make payroll every two weeks, you need that kind of money, right? So why is he worth that much money on paper, and why does he keep working? Because it's not about him. He's feeding 48,000 mouths and their families and their dependents. So this is a very selfless act. And when people say, why do you need that kind of money? Listen, this is not consumer money. It's not like this kind of money is used to live. When you have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars, at that point, you're pretty much at the point where you've maxed out your consumer enjoyment. I'll go even further. Let's say you have a hundred million dollars. 
dollars. Let's say you're making a hundred million dollars a year. It would be very, very hard to spend a hundred million dollars a year on a continual basis. Once you have the house, once you have the yacht, once you have the private jet, once you have the fleet of sports cars, yeah, after three, four years, $100 million is maxed out on an, on an annual basis. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about investing and growing. How much do radio stations cost? How much do billboards cost? How much do grocery chains cost? How, what does it cost to start up a, a new manufacturing facility, a food processing plant? All, right, all these businesses that, that Jim Pattison is in, that's where the money's going. So when you hear about someone worth $10 billion, $20 billion dollars. You know, I talk about Tillman Fertitta, a restaurateur who's worth, I think, $8 billion. There's so many of these people, families and individuals that have private businesses that are worth tens, hundreds of millions or billions of dollars. That money is going to fund the operations and feeding thousands of employees. All right. That's what this is about. I think there's a way, a misunderstanding. And then people say again, on the other side, what do you need that money for? You don't need that money. You're not working for money at that point. That's the whole idea. You're doing it for the love of the game. And the other observation I'll say is that a lot of the people in the comments seem to have personal experience with Jim Pattison, or at least they know somebody, a friend, a family member, or they're a former employee. And everybody's just got good things to say about this guy. And it's kind of funny because you look at somebody like this and it's so easy to throw stones at uber successful people. But here's a guy who gives to charity, gives to his church, talks about how he gives back to his church. I think he actually says, I give, I give 10% tithe back to my church. And people just have really good things to say. He's working. He's in the office. Yes, somebody else said, why would you want to be in the office? Why would you want to be a slave to the office at the age of 94? Because that's what he wants to do. What should he do? Should he be playing golf? Should he be playing cards? Would that make you more happy? He's in the office doing what he wants to do. So I think I think all these arguments are kind of silly. And I, I honestly think you look at a guy like this. I look at a guy like this and I'm inspired, not because of the money. I want to be clear. I'm not inspired because of the money. He could be worth $20 million. He could be worth $200,000. A guy that just loves the game and works his butt off and has been committed for 62 years and is still working to keep people happy and to keep people fed and to keep people working. That's a guy that I admire. I hope you do also. Let me know what you guys think. You can get me at johndavids.com on my social. If you love the podcast, subscribe, leave a rating and a review, and I will talk to you guys next time.